everyone, welcome back to Real Talk NFT, where we talk all things Web3. I'm very excited today to have Anjali Young here, co-founder of Abridge, also the maker of Collabland. They are the original token gating platform of over, I would like to say, is it past 50,000 now, Web3 communities? Yep, yep. we're just over 50,000. Wow, wow, congrats on that and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Joe. It's a pleasure to be here and talk to you and your uh, community about Collabland. <laughs> yes, we're excited to have you here. And not only because, you know, we uh, um, are we had the same stomping grounds, Berkeley. I know you went to UC Berkeley as your alumni there. Uh, but before, you know, we dive into Collabland and what you guys do, because tell us a little bit about your background, how you even got into Web3. Yeah, that's a good question. I start, I mean, I started my I don't know if you can call it a career, but it was very disjointed. But my first job out of college um, was from Berkeley. I was I graduated in 1996, and my first job was at a company called Ink to Me, I N K T O M I, uh, and we were the original um, search engine. So we were doing search before Alta Vista, wow. yeah, before Ask Jeeves. I mean, this before, way before Google, um, wow. really kind of um, right before Yahoo started doing wow. this like uh, Web 1.0. <laughs> so that's where I started doing that. Um, my who was my boyfriend at the time, James, who is my co-founder and my husband now yeah. uh, for Abridged and for Collabland, uh, was software engineer, and he was working with a professor who started the company. And so they were like, hey, and I was waiting for him to graduate because I was going to go to law school. And so then he was like, hey, can my girlfriend get a job? I'm making her wait for me, <laughs> making her wait for me one more year before I, um, before Aww. I graduate. And I said, all right, I'll wait. Let's, let's do this. And so it was really, really fun. It was my first experience at a tech company. Um, and I will tell you a lot of the same type of personalities that I encountered back then, a lot of the same energy, a lot of the same excitement, um, a lot of the same experimentation that we went through during that web 1.0, uh, 1996, 1997 time. I, I sense it here today. And so it's a lot of fun in that this doing collab land, being in web three has been extremely um, nostalgic in that wow. way. So I started with that, went to law school, um, practiced law for a few years, mostly in violence against women work, political refugee work. Wow. And then we decided to uh, raise our family, you know, grow our family uh, through adoption. And so we adopted our first child in 2006. And then um, again in 2009, and then I homeschooled them. So I was homeschooling my children and really kind of the only constant thread, I would say, all these years has been I've been a part of online communities. Mm -hmm. uh, starting in like 1993, I was dialing up into BBSs oh, wow. um, and playing multi-user games. Yes. Wow. So, so even before the Internet, even before there was a wor world, you know, like World Wide Web or any of that, it was just dialing up um, mm -hmm. into BBSs and, and meeting people online and then building community online and then going to IRL meetups. We didn't call them IRL there, but, you know. <laughs> meetups. And so even the whole time I was homeschooling my adoptions, their transracial adoptions. And so I was a moderator for a Facebook group of 60,000 for transracial adoption. So I've always been involved with like adoption and homeschooling and attachment parenting and a lot of um, other situations around that. And so, um, yeah, I'd say online communities have been a big part of it. And then 
when we um, started Abridged in 2018, I wasn't very much involved. I was definitely just involved as a sounding board and an advisor. Um, it would definitely was not a situation where I was like hands-on every day involved. Um, but as you know, you have a spouse as well. Once it's a your spouse has a business, then you're all in the business. And so I was in the business that way. And then in um, 2021, January is when it became more like increasingly apparent that Collabland, which initially was starting off as a DAO tooling, was going to become like more of a greater uh, community mm -hmm. tool. And then it's like, wait, if this is becoming an online community tool, then I am well suited to take a more active um um, you know, more of an active role here. And so that's when I started having more of a daily presence and uh, kind of guiding what, what goes on with Collabland. And we can talk about a little bit more of that, I guess, yeah. as well. But yeah, that's kind of where I've been. And then um, in September of 2021, I started doing more of the speaking and being kind of like the public face. And pretty much that's been my role since then, like the comms, support, and then also like doing all the traveling and the podcasts and uh, Twitter spaces. <laughs> wow. Wow. You have quite literally seen it all from web one evolution to web two, web three. And surprisingly, well, maybe not surprisingly, specifically in community you know, building. Yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's definitely always been where, where my interest is. Like I like being with people. I like being around people. Um, being able to be in this place with Collabland is is rare air. You know, it's like there is um, different types of online communities that have existed since the beginning, right? Since, like I said, uh, before the web even was called the web. Um, so being able to be here at this time at like the ground floor of a new type of community, um, it's still very new, a new type of community forming um, is incredibly special. It is incredibly special because I don't want to date myself, but I was dialing up on the internet also. I was on Facebook groups, but I've never felt as strong as a connection as I have now with Web3. I've rekindled relationships with old friends I haven't seen in 20 years because we were in the same you know, community on Web3, collecting the same NFT and meeting new friends and doing in real life events that I is, is probably a lot different than back in the days of dial-up internet days uh, because these these yeah. events are were a lot more epic. <laughs> we're meeting oh. on yachts. You were meeting, you know, these these extravagant places and enjoying, you know, each other's companies in a, in a different way. Yeah. Yes, we were not having epic parties back in 1993. <laughs> it was. Um, for me, at least I grew up in Los Angeles. It was meeting at the Shakey's in Venice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Shakey's doesn't even exist anymore. So it's like, yeah, meeting at a local pizza party or pizza location uh, with people you had no idea what they looked like. Now we have like all these opportunities to have an identity, whether we're Anon or not Anon, we still have that chance to show some part of ourselves. Um, back then it was like just a username and we were doing macros. And so mm -hmm. like, you know, you set macros up on your computer computers, you can make like a smiley face with pluses and lines. And so there really wasn't, you didn't know until you got to the event, like who, who's my cohort here. Mm -hmm. And I was a, uh, yeah, a young Indian girl from Los Angeles. So yeah. it was a definitely a mixed bag of who I got to meet. I mean, grateful for it, but, um, now with the way, the richness, you know, because we have the internet now 30 years or 30 plus years, and we're able to express ourselves in so many ways, people really get to a sense of 
who each other are even before you meet. I mean, I'm sure you felt that too. Like you have made friendships and like there's a depth to it. And so almost when you meet, it's like a, a new layer of something you that's already formed. Yeah, and I think Collabland definitely had had a big part in it because a lot of these communities are open. You don't necessarily have to have an NFT to enjoy the community, but if you do have it, you can actually access what we call or the industry calls it token gated, more private, more intimate experience with even a more a, 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 what is it another layer of community that's more invested. We would like to say, and maybe have the better words for it, and maybe that's a good segue for what Collabland is and does because a lot of people don't even know what token gated is that was even a term back then yeah and it's really a thrill to hear you talk about it that way um you know the work is like daily work it's service work what we call it and so being able to hear from you about like the impact that it's had is um really special so thank you so collabland started as a dow tool uh we started as an opportunity this was the beginning of lockdown may of 2020 and we had this no code tooling abridged had created this no code tooling which was a pivot from our a social recovery contract wallet that we were working on for two and a half years. We were not getting any traction with that. And so we pivoted to, instead of trying to get the user, right, getting the user to Web3, or at that point, just calling it crypto, um, the user to crypto, why don't we try to uh, invite developers? And so it's like trying to say, okay, if we build the city, then the residents move in. Trying to create this contract wallet with social recovery when there's really nothing for them to do is less compelling and it's not working. It was less compelling for users. We didn't get users. It was less compelling for investors. We didn't get any investors. And so having traction, especially that was that was another bull or bear market time. So, you know, there, it, there just wasn't that much interest in in something like that. So in January of 2020, we pivoted to no code tooling, trying to attract developers. And with no code tooling, we were creating lots of different um, experiments. Uh, we created one called voting is the new like, trying to get people to vote. Uh, like if they were liking on Facebook, it should be just as easy to vote for something online. So, you know, that was one of them. We tried different chat platforms, chat bots, different things going on. And then Collabland we created for our own use case. And so COVID was happening. We had shut down as well, just like everybody else. And it was, how do we get people together who have, who are members of the Collab 19 DAO. We created our own little mini DAO, which was a grant giving DAO based on Moloch, uh, the Moloch DAO framework. Actually, James, my husband and co-founder um, is one of the writers of the white paper for Moloch DAO. And so he's kind of a DAO maxi. And it was like, mm -hmm. how do we get people who are part of our DAO into a group together? We can talk about voting then. We can talk about um, what, how we want to distribute the grants then. This is more of a personal, like people are having personal stories of why they may need money during this time. It was actually a very scary time in the spring of 2020. And so we're like, let's do, let's build this with our no code tooling. Let's build this little toy that when somebody joins a community, this was Telegram initially, when they join a community, we check their wallet to see if they have the asset to qualify to enter the community. So with Telegram, it's, it's token granted accents, 
access or token gated access. So that was the initial idea of a token gate. Um, and I don't, we did not even call it token gating at that <laughs> point. It was just let's get everybody in our DAO together. Um, previous to that, people were meeting every single month at different conferences. You know, crypto was very mobile. And I know we spoke a little bit about that earlier, but it's very much a global movement. And that's, I think, important for everyone to understand. It is a global movement. It's not solely American or from the Western world. Uh, people all over the world are participating for the first time ever, and it's truly a beautiful thing. Um, but we were traveling all around the world, you know, different month, meeting the same people. And that's where you got to talk, right? Face to face. Like, I know Joe is into it. I'm into it. We know each other. This is where we talk. But now what do we do when we can't travel anymore, but we still are excited about this technology. We still are excited about this way to um, work together on an initiative together and make something great. And so um, that's where Collabland initially came from was this DAO tooling. And then shortly after DAOs started using us, then investment groups started using us. And for those of us that, you know, those of you that want a little bit of a history lesson, there was an ICO boom in 2017, early 2018. Mm -hmm. A lot of people had a lot of tokens. Now it's like, what do we do with these tokens? Well, and groups started forming around these tokens. So whale communities, people that were in these, had these tokens from before. And actually I was on a call with someone earlier today who was interested in this exact same use case for a token from 2017, <laughs> six years later. Wow. Can you believe it? So anyway, so um, tokens started being used to get whales together and talking about deal flow. That was a lot of preparation for the next bull market. And then we saw social tokens. I don't know if you remember that, but like Alex Masmesh, he was an individual uh, creator and he's, okay, he said, oh, I'm going to sell a token named with my own name. And then let's see if they be people believe in me, then I can try to accomplish more and more and more. He was able to move from France to San Francisco. He was able to create his own startup. Wow. Uh, and so for us, we're like, oh, this might be the thing. Like this seems understandable, a creator token, a social mm -hmm. token. It was an ERC-20 token, not even NFTs. Forget about NFTs at this point, <laughs> too early for NFTs. Um, and we thought this could be something that could onboard more people because creators can come on, someone like you, and have a Joe token and you can fund a show for yourself. You can mm -hmm. fund a documentary. You can fund whatever you want. And they could believe in you. And then at some point you could provide rewards back to them, or maybe the price of the token would go up if your value goes up. So, you know, that seemed like a really compelling use case at the time, which is like athletes and actors and really musicians, bands, like it, universities, like anyone that has a fandom would be able to do something like that. And we thought, okay, this would be, a, this is going to be it. This is definitely going to be, it shows how little, you know, in terms of like hindsight, you can see that, but we did not see NFTs coming in the way that NFTs came. I don't know how many people did, but we definitely didn't. We were thinking social tokens was going to be mm. it. So social tokens started, and then we were working with um, one community called Meme, who started then delving into NFTs. And this is like October of 2020, which is like they put out these pineapple points. And then with the pineapple points, you could buy these NFTs. And that's when NFTs kind of started getting on our radar. And then um, shortly after that, um, in the early spring of 2021 is when um, NFTs really started to uh, kind of become what we saw them be through 2021 and 2022, which is like 
community projects, PFP projects, um, 10K projects, each you have your own token and that you identify it as you and it's very different from anybody else's because it has a different attribute or a different trait um, and it's special to you and you have that one-on-one relationship. Um, and that really was a very special thing. And we can talk about that a little bit later. But NFT use case is kind of now where most of our users are in the NFT use case um, and they still keep coming. However, there's a lot of blending now with um with gaming. So it's like you have gaming and NFTs. It's like, how do you really differentiate? You know, it, yes, there's gaming elements, but now we have NFT communities that are also adding gaming elements. So that that's kind of merged a little. Um, we still have investment groups, um, DeFi communities. There are so many DeFi communities using Collabland. So it's like things that are a little bit unexpected. Um, and then of course we still have DAOs, which was our foundation. Wow, it's being applied in a lot of places that I didn't even think of in DeFi and whatnot, because that's not my areas of expertise. Is there any new technology coming? I know that primarily software, but I've heard echoings of even a hard wallet that could fit on the size of your finger. It could be a ring. It could read, you know, with different sensors and mechanisms. Are you guys working on something like that? I'm just very curious. No, we are not working on anything with hardware. However, we are building a identity network around Collabland. So with Collabland, you know, especially during the bear market, like what can you do to provide um, help, support resources for the people who are still here? And part of what we're doing is helping them build out a reputation, uh, reputation for themselves, which is we are strong believers that the bull market's come back, gonna come back. We are strong believers that you're not going to be able to stop people from working together. Like what I've seen over my last 30 years of being online, and before that I wasn't an adult. So I, you know, my whole life was my family and my friends at school. But since I've been an adult, my entire adult life has been involved with online communities. Mm -hmm. And one thing I will tell you is that even when people wrote off the internet. <laughs> there was a time, and if you're old enough, you know, yeah. it was the dot bomb. Like the internet, right. people were like, the internet isn't going to be a thing. Like it's all scammers. It's all ads. It's all porn. It's all gambling. Like we, this is not going to ever hit the mainstream. No one's ever going to put their credit card online and then have something show up at their house <laughs> because it won't fit. They won't like the color. They won't like the smell of it. No one's going to do this. That was the thinking back then. And it's just really interesting because that's kind of what's happening right now in that there is a bear market sentiment. Obviously, there's a, we're in the middle of a bear market. And so the people that are here see that, have that vision to know, like, you can't stop people from being together. You can't stop um, coordination when you have an opportunity to ease coordination, to um, work together in a smoother, quicker way, then we're, we as humans are not going to let that go. Right. And that's really the true beauty and unlock of the blockchain and cryptocurrency and Web3, whatever you want to call it, is that it allows people to work together now having a financial component, which was missing from the original Internet. Now we have all the same money. We speak the same language in a way uh, for the very first time. You know, James often talks about it like tokens are 
um, as important of uh, innovation as time itself. Um, but I would say like time itself allows us to coordinate globally. And so maybe at some point someone said, why should we base it on British standard time or whatever, you know, like why should someone else get to decide what time it is here? But the naysayers fall away because once you have global human coordination, you can't stop us, right? Yeah. Once we can do that. Cool. So Collabland is well known. I use Collabland. It was one of my first token get experience was connecting with Collabland. And I think a lot of people's as well. And through it, I got experience, you know, very unique communities and real life events, whatnot. You must have a lot of insight, over 50,000 communities and by proxy, maybe millions of people, right? What's, yes, yeah, absolutely. what's been the biggest learning lessons? I know it's a loaded question because it's, it's been three years. It's probably been so much, but what's been like, oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I'm happy to talk about it, but the interesting thing part is like token gating didn't exist before Collabland mm. and the concept of token gating didn't exist. And even for us, like it still gets us giddy that token gating is a thing mm. and that people it's taken off and that now it's an, a, um, a primitive for communities. And so it's like in the, before this, it, it didn't exist. And, you know, it's really fun to have, created an idea that takes a foothold, especially when that idea allows more people to come together and build new types of relationships. Okay, so it's been three years. Um, now token gating, you expect it, right? Like anywhere you go, you expect it. And Collabland has actually sparked a cottage industry of token gating. I mean, the original idea was to get as many people into the space as possible and bringing developers into the space, bringing users into the space. And now we've had over... Uh, over 2.6 million individual mm. people, over 8.9 million wallets connected with Collabland, um, over 50,000 communities, like I said, and sparked an entire cottage industry of people who are working in token gating. It's just, I mean, it's almost too much to put into words, but the excitement that we see and the fun and the education and the way these relationships are formed, like you can't put that back into a bottle. So I guess if that's what one thing that I would want to share with everyone who's listening and with you as well, which is like, we've seen too much. It's like the advent of time. It's like the advent of travel. You know, now we know how to get from place to place with ease and you can't stop that. You know, even our team, Collabland core team is, um, fully decentralized. The only people who are together in the same place are my husband and myself. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, everybody is all over the world. And cryptocurrency has allowed there to be an easy way to pay and transact back and forth. Like, this is just something that we haven't seen before as, around money itself specifically. Um, to be able to have this shared interest in the exact same asset, really financial or not. I mean, we talked to, we talk about financial because that's really how coordination is happening right now. But on the identity layer too, that's really going to be the big, next big thing is the identity layer, um, where we're going to be able to all look at the same blockchain and know that you know same public database and be able to identify who's who. Like I'll mm -hmm. know who you are regardless of what country you're from. There isn't going to be that gatekeeping at the a country level, the way we see with money, the same way we're going to see it with identity, it's going to be a huge unlock. And it makes you wonder if I'm just like dreaming a little bit, like, will there be any kind of like global elections? <laughs> like, are we all on a human level going to be determined our fate? Um, it's possible now with blockchain, like, 
yeah. you're not if you're if you're not bullish on the current use cases, I accept you. I accept that. I understand because I remember uh, the web before even it had its feet. Um, but you you got to be bullish on humans wanting to come together and be together and work together. No, absolutely. I think on your point, voting globally, and I must say this uh, out loud, be transparent as possible. I voted more on DAO mechanisms and platforms than I have with the actual voting in real life with the governments. And uh, I probably shouldn't say that out loud, but I never felt as part of something as much as I have then with, you know, DAO, DAO voting within NFT projects. And I found myself voting on all these things that I normally would not participate in, maybe because it sparks an interest in me more so than other things. But, you know, what has been some of the most interesting things that you've seen come across your, your DAO or proposals to collab land? Because uh, I'm sure you've seen quite a bit. Yeah, with Collabland, what we're really focusing on now is, you know, we got to this point, even though I do want to hit that point you said about voting and how your DAO voting record has beat your uh, government voting record. <laughs> uh, that could be its own podcast, Joe. Oh, yeah. I, I just want to dig into that. Um, but no, right now with Collabland, we're focusing on a few different things. The DAO's purpose right now is to curate the marketplace. And so Collabland actually, even though we started off as token gated tooling and we still are token gating tooling, that's how most people use Collabland. You actually don't need a token in order to use Collabland anymore. Uh, you can use Collabland and we have an entire marketplace, which we call the mini app marketplace. And there's all different types of ways to support communities in those mini apps. We actually are providing a service, a distribution platform for engineers, for developers. And so we're going back to that same like foundation of wanting to get more developers into this space. Now it's not so general, which is be any kind of developer and we'll help you. It's be a developer for crypto communities, be a developer for Web3 communities. If that's something that you wanna do and if you wanna serve communities um, within Web3, then we wanna help you. And so, through the DAO, it's voting for mini apps that are coming out. So the last two mini apps um, that were voted in, one was a um, a safety and security one where mm. you can download. The, so when you download Collabland, then you have a one-click install to any of these mini apps. And it was a safety and security app or mini app that you can one click install and then you can report when you if there's somebody behaving poorly in your group you can, about any link that maybe you hit that was a scam um you can report imposters and scams through that um through this little mini app so you wouldn't necessarily need a token this could all be like pre-token activities mm -hmm. and then the next one was called um was like a web3 crm um Web3 CRM, but we talk to people, uh, lots of them are in the pipeline. Like we have an analytics one that's coming up for communities. Um, there's there's a wallet actually that's going to be joining. Um, there's lots of different mini apps that are going to be coming to Collabland. So that's kind of the purpose we had a DAO at all, which was mm -hmm. how do you um, preserve the safety of the marketplace to make sure that yeah. it's quality mini apps that are in the marketplace and also make sure that the mini apps that are getting into the marketplace are ones that the community wants. Um, and that's kind of been the Cloudland ethos from day one, which is like community-led development. Uh, yeah. All of the advancements that we made with Cloudland, all the changes we made with Cloudland, all of those were made in relationship with community, not in a formal way through a DAO, but through uh, relationships. And so I have a lot of relationships with admins. I mean, I was running the support team for a year and a half. And so 
that's where my initial, like, that's where I got all of my base knowledge, which was like doing support for Collabland. There's no faster way to learn about the industry. Um, we have people that are balanced. We have crypto natives that have been using Collabland and been in the space even longer than we have. But we also have brand new people or overwhelming the the questions that come into Collabland are from people that are brand new to crypto. And that is what our team mostly serves people who are brand new to crypto. And that's, I think one thing maybe people will be surprised to know, but it, we still get a huge influx of daily people. Like I think the last I saw it was 4,000 wallets a day, new wallets are coming in every day in a bear market. So, you know, in the same way where I say like, don't count out, the world's computer, mm-hmm. uh, don't, don't count out community. Um, community has kind of become a buzzword. It's kind of become meaningless in some places, but I will tell you people coming together around a shared asset is, uh, not something that's going to be going away anytime soon. Wow. That's great to hear 4,000 a day. I'm not surprised by any means. I mean, a- amongst the negative news that we heard about the SEC, on Bitcoin, that was the same day Louis Vuitton announced their $39,000 LVN NFT. And just last week, uh, swoosh Nike launched with in collaboration with Fortnite to over 240 million gamers mm-hmm. about Web3. So I'm not afraid about the market, mm-hmm. but definitely a concern because of my previous experience in Silicon Valley was about safety and security. I worked in a domain name space. So all my day to day was just protecting you know, access to these domain names or else the infrastructure will go down. And I think a lot of people in Web3 coming in new to the space, not knowing about this token gated uh, um, service and how it, how to protect themselves in that, there's a, a lot of vulnerability there, I believe. Where is it at today? Because I really haven't seen, I haven't dived in myself because for those that don't know who's listening, uh, when you go to a token gated experience, sometimes... Uh, maybe not so much anymore. You have to link your actual wallet to, you know, a, a service to authenticate that you're the owner of the NFT or the verified digital asset to access, you know, um, yeah. a sub layer. Yeah. So I'll tell us, tell it. us where I we're mean, at today. I guess the first thing is you're not linking. So when you hmm. are, um, when, when it says connect your wallet, all you're doing is signing a message, authenticating that you have dominion, you personally, the person who's signing has dominion over a particular wallet address. And so all you're sharing with Collabland, I can only speak for Collabland, I don't <laughs> know about other services, but um, with Collabland, when you're signing a message, you're saying this wallet address, 0x15111, uh, belongs to me. And so Collabland reads the public blockchain. I mean, that's really the huge unlock here, right? No one has secret access to that wallet address. It's on the public blockchain. When Joe says this wallet address belongs to me, then Collabland can say, okay, we're going to read the public blockchain at that public wallet address to see what assets are connected to that public wallet address. You know, the word wallet itself is difficult because when you think wallet, you think you're connecting your wallet, you're opening your wallet. There are Mm. things in your wallet when really it's not that way. It's that you have a public wallet address and there are assets that are connected to that public wallet address. And when you sell (laughs) or transfer, that connection is broken. And so it's really some, we're reading a database. It's not looking in your wallet, but I feel like that type of language trips people up. Now, the ways people get 
that are scary for people, of course, are signing anything. When you're mm -hmm. signing anything, you need to know what you're signing. With Collabland, is a it's a human readable message. Uh, you see exactly what you're signing in in English, right? Like hopefully you have a translator, but in English you'll be able to read what it says and what it's asking for. My what I would say to anyone listening, which is don't sign anything that you cannot read. Mm -hmm. Demand human readable messages. If you are not in a situation where um, you cannot read what's happening, then you cannot know what's happening. And so do not put yourself in that position. And I will tell you, I did it during the bull market. I signed things that uh, I probably shouldn't have signed. And now during a bear market, again, it's like, this is a time to learn. This is time to educate. This is time to slow down. Like we can shut that fire hose down and we can have it be a trickle, but that's okay because it gives you lots of time to meet the other drops in the bucket. And it gives you an opportunity to have that time on the way down, right on your journey. And so don't sign anything you don't, you have not um, absolutely understood what it means. Also, everything can look real in crypto. Fake mint sites, fake bots, fake websites, fake people. Um, we really have a big, I mean, our biggest scam kind of situation happens with social engineering and also with imposters. And so for those of you that are coming into the space, don't be the first to dive into anything. <laughs> um, you know, make a community, find people like this is a great way, actually, like um, buying an NFT and joining a community like prices are so low right now that it's really accessible for a lot more people than ever before. I know you said you were a part of nine, nine lives lounge like that wouldn't be. But th there are probably other NBA top shots that you could purchase that would be accessible for people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's true across most communities right now. And take learn, go on Twitter, uh, follow some communities, kind of get the vibe of what people are about, buy the NFT or find another way to get the NFT and join a community, like meet people in the space. That's going to be the number one way um, for people to remain safe is that you're going to share information. You're going to be able to ask around. You're not going to be the first person to do anything. I think being solo in Web3 is a huge detriment. And my, I would argue like, again, you know, I'm a community believer, but make some contacts, make some friends, uh, follow people on Twitter that you trust. Like this is even another opportunity. Like if you're, someone is following me and then they see who I'm following, they see who I'm interacting with, um, you know, and they can DM one of those people and like, see like, are they legit or not? Like you can do the research. It's early enough that you can do the research and you can get in there and you can meet people and you can build up a little bit of a, a relationship with other people that you're not going to get into these situations. So I'm not saying you 100% won't, but you have a better chance if you meet people. You know, my my parents were immigrants to the United States. And this is kind of where I first like realized how important community is. And they moved to a community with um, primarily immigrants, Asian immigrants. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in a community of Asian immigrants kids. And it was um, a wonderful, beautiful experience because my parents did not feel so alone. They were able to learn a new country together with others. Um, and in the same way and ask questions and not get scammed and, you know, have opportunities. And in the same way, I would say community it fits that same role in Web3, which is you join a community, you get to know each other, you get to ask each other questions, uh, you learn from each other, you share with each other. 
and you're going to be able to kind of thrive together and get out of, you know, maybe avoid some bad situations together. Yeah, absolutely agree here because we're so fast moving. Every week is a different iteration of Web3, right? And there's new services that are actually helping to protect people's assets. There's, believe it or not, NFT insurance coming out <laughs> for wallets. Uh, I know Trust Check was another guest I had on that uh, audits it and puts it into layman's term what you're you're signing off on, and uh, you know that alone would would have helped so many people. And these are all things, to your point, you would not know unless you're connected to the community. And everyone has, I would say, in in a, a good community, each other's safeties uh, as first of, first of mind. So definitely, I think <laughs> your advice is spot on because we're so fast moving. Things change so quickly that, you know, um, to adapt to what we're doing with today before, you know, it becomes to the masses is definitely important to be kind of connected. Yes. And I will say, even with these services, and I use them too, and they're fantastic, and I'm so glad that they exist, like even knowing which, which, what to install. Like mm-hmm. re- just this week or last week, there was a fake wallet on Apple Store. Um, mm, and I wow. What it, well, I can't remember which one it was, but, um, and gosh, if my husband was around, I could ask him, but he, um, but there was a fake wallet. And so it's like using a real name. It was an imposter wallet. And so it's like, even with all these services that are coming out and thank goodness they're here, like at some point they're going to start having imposters too. And so it always is going to come back to like, you, you got to know like where to verify, who to verify with. And you can't always just type in a name, especially on Google, like, or on Twitter. Like you can't just type in the name of a company and assume that the results that are coming down are going to be the authentic results. So you have to really verify, verify, verify. And I think um, having that community experience where people can, you know, not just one person for multiple people, one person may say, oh yeah, that's legit. And then maybe another person will be say, wait a minute, that's not legit for this reason. Like you're still going to need that, like, uh, group consensus on what's happening and what's real and what's not real. And now with AI coming, I don't know, <laughs> it's going to get even harder and harder to tell like fake from real. Yeah, that would, that deserves its own podcast. Of course, AI integration with Web3, which helps us kind of wrap up what we're talking about today because AI is definitely what's coming next. And tell us what's what's coming next in Collabland. What yeah. success look like closing up 2023? Um, yeah, that's, we have a lot of big things planned. Um, we have a, our APIs that are going, are going to be able to come out APIs as a product. Like if you want to have your own, um, token gated website, you'll be able to use leverage Collabland login. And so that way, like if your community is already on Collabland and you want to bring them into a movie premiere, or if you want to bring them into a game, you know, these are online experiences, online game, then you can, um, utilize Collabland login in order to do that. So that's going to be great. Um, we also have a pro version of our bot coming out. Um, over the years, we've, we will always have a free service that will remain free. Um, but we're also, people have always asked for more and more, uh, features, which are just not sustainable as a free community project. Um, you know, we had a token, but we didn't sell any of it. There was no pre-sale. It was purely a token for coordination. So Collabland has really kind of depended on community support and blockchain and wallet integration support. And so now we're going to have a pro version of our bot for all the people that want additional services. Um, We get a lot of requests and there are a lot of people that want more, but it's just not affordable for us from the infrastructure Mm -hmm. side. And so being able to provide those services um, and having the 
com- communities also um, support us and pay for that is fantastic. That's coming. And then, like I mentioned, we have a whole identity layer um, also going to be coming out because for us, providing service is really the most important thing. And we believe that identity is going to be a huge part of what comes next for people. Again, we mostly support NFT communities, and that's where my heart is, Joe. I am mm. an NFT person through and through. Um, it is absolutely my first love and absolutely why I completely fell head over heels for the space. It's because of NFTs. Um, the communities that I've been a part of, the artists that I've met, I mean, that alone makes me cry thinking about it. Um, and also just the commu- people who are community minded, you know, like that really care about community and really care about having accessibility and making having being available for people. Um, it's not for everybody. And it's a it's really, really hard work. And so it's been really wonderful to meet others that are in the trenches. Um, so we're going to be providing an identity for them. And then we also want to provide um, help for NFT communities. And so one of the questions that we're trying to tackle with Collabland is how do we get royalties back? Um, mm. We saw so much change and so much value and wealth brought into the hands of people that had been traditionally cut out of wealth building all over the world. Um, we saw so much um, opportunity and growth and uh, beauty and it's just an opportunity to share voices um, that happen with royalties and how royalties were such an important part of why people were in the space and how we were able to attract artists um, and creators. And so for us, we're really thinking about that and how to do that. And it's um, we already have royalty gated access. So um, admins can already um, base their access based on if a community member has paid royalties or not. We already do that from the collab land side, which is like at least allow our our um, community admins to know who paid and who didn't pay a royalty. But we also want to try to solve this problem. Like, how do we solve it for everybody? How do we bring royalties back? So that's kind of, um, you know, passion project for all of us. Like I said, we're doing the um, API as a product, of course, and the ProBot, and we have our identity coming. But this passion project for us is um, solving NFT royalties. So I think everyone should be working on it. Yeah, definitely. I agree with with NFT royalties for sure, 100%, only because I was a creator, well, I still am a creator, and and a lot of creators out there could definitely benefit from royalties. And, and, and even running any business, everyone should expect that, you know, um, it's not free to run the business, like you mentioned, you know, collab land is free, but, uh, you know, not many it's not free, free businesses. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yes, so definitely, yeah. Free. Um, and so, yeah, we're excited about that and really, truly grateful. Like it wouldn't be if it wasn't for this idea taking hold and for people taking a chance on it. Um, in early days, I was literally DMing everybody from the Collabland Twitter account, DMing every new NFT project I saw and asking them, do you think you'd be interested in something like this? Bringing all the people who just bought your NFT into a community together and getting to be with them and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was you know, that was a, at the beginning, it wasn't so easy to do that. And then it got easier and easier. And now after a few weeks, it was like uh, four to six weeks, um, everyone was using Collabland. And so that was really a great moment. And this remains a great moment, being able to help as many people as possible um, find a voice and find a life here in, in crypto at this global level. I mean, yeah. I don't know about you, but I feel like a kid again in so many ways in this space. Like, do you feel that? 
I absolutely felt that, or I do feel that still. I, like I mentioned before, we actually started recording. I'm I'm going next week to a, a gated event, NFT with NBA. I'm bringing my wife and some friends to a, a gated Napa Valley exclusive uh, winery because of NFTs and, and because I have that access. So I'm super excited daily. I'm feeling it daily. And I would like to thank you for being one of my first experiences into the into these um, communities and meeting these people. Uh, so I look forward to everything that you guys are working on with the collab, with the DAO. I know you had a docu-series. Maybe you're going to do another one in the future. <laughs> That's right. We do have a docu-series for anyone who's interested. It's letsformgroup.xyz. Let'sformgroup.xyz. Um, but I want to say thank you to you. Like, it's really special to be a part of people's lives in any capacity. Um, and in this way, through really unlocking uh, Web3, unlocking blockchain, like we get so many new people that are coming through the doors at Collabland. And it's like, we're their first experience. And it's just been um, really, really a wonderful, beautiful thing. And I just hope people, um, you know, start to show, you know, get a little bit interested because I do believe this is going to be the way. Um, there are a lot of smart, interesting people in this space, really, really, really great people who are trying to solve some of the world's biggest problems together. Um, so join us and, you know, a little bit about what you said about voting. It's like, what if you only had to vote on stuff you cared about? I mean, mm. what would what would the world look like if we all voted on the stuff we cared about? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we would love to have you back on, Anjali. In the future, there's going to be so much progress that I'm sure that you're going to make. I'll put all the links on how to find Collabland, Twitter, Discord, Telegram, all down below. Thank you so much, Joe. It was wonderful meeting you. I hope we keep in touch and best wishes to your family um, with your new baby coming. So <laughs> best wishes to you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.